Good morning, folks. We're continuing our series, our little mini-series, Through the Lord's Prayer. And we're going to be opening up the Bible together. Before I unpack the line of the Lord's Prayer we're going to be looking at this morning, uh, Ashley is going to read today's Bible passage. It's the passage we've been reading week in, week out during this series from uh, Matthew, the book of Matthew. So over to you, Ashley. Hello, everyone. Um, today's reading is from Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 30. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Amen. Thanks, Ashley, for reading God's word this morning for us. So we are continuing this series in prayer and we're reaching this line and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Uh, as most of you know, uh, probably by the invasions during lockdown in our online services, we have two little boys and uh, they're not so little just now. Uh, well, they're not so little anymore, should I say. Uh, I don't know about you, but kids, seem to have grown like crazily a lot during lockdown. Uh, ours certainly have. They've stretched up quite a bit and grown up in loads of different ways. But you know one thing that having children or being around children, whether you're a parent or a grandparent, uncle, auntie, a teacher, a volunteer, there's just something uh, being around children does. There's something so powerful in their simplicity in living. There's something so endearing about the simplicity that they go about their day. And I, I still get that heart pull when I, I see uh, my eldest wave at me from the school gate. Even this week I just had a moment just of connection. And I, I see something of Jesus in that moment. I still get that moment in, when they worship. Raise a hallelujah is the song that they sing at random points in our day, it doesn't matter what we're doing, they'll just burst out into a song of raise a hallelujah. There's something of Jesus in that moment. And I get that when, uh, whenever daddy bangs his head again, whenever I bang my head again, I'm so like my dad now. He always banged his head on like cupboard doors and all sorts of things, the, uh, the car. I am that person now, I've become that person. But whenever uh, daddy bangs his head, the boys then run and they lay hands on my head without even asking and they pray, Dear Lord Jesus, we pray for Daddy's head. Make it better, Jesus' name. Amen. There's something of Jesus in that moment. And I got it a while back when I was telling our eldest off about something. I can't exactly remember what it was, but uh, I needed to tell him not to do that. And in this moment, he began to grasp something. And I can't remember. I'm trying to remember what... There's been plenty of occasions... But he had this moment sitting on the step or what we've affectionately come to know as the naughty step. And he said, sorry. And I got down and I looked at his tear filled eyes and I could see in him the worry that this would change something about our relationship. You could see so deep into that moment that actually he was thinking, gosh, what have I done? What have I done? You're, you know, this, this isn't going to be good. That things won't be the same. That I would hold it against him. And I said gently in that moment, I forgive you. I forgive you. It's okay. 
don't worry anymore. What? You mean you're not angry anymore? It was that kind of tone that he replied, what? You mean you're not angry anymore, Dad? No, son, I forgive you. I forgive you. And I see a lot of Jesus in that moment. Forgive us our sins, one of the translations says, as we forgive those who sin against us. Jesus paid it. Jesus paid the price. He gets down on his knees uh, this morning and he says, Son, daughter, I forgive you. Don't worry. Some of us need to hear that this morning. We've slipped up. We've set camp up in sin. We've dabbled. We're hiding stuff. Jesus says this morning, I forgive you. Maybe Jesus is shining a torch on an area of our lives right now as I'm speaking by his spirit. Uh, an area of a life of our life that we know needs brought out into the light this morning. But we're afraid of what that means. Can I reassure us, uh, us all, that it means grace, it means light and hope, and it means freedom. He forgives this morning. And children teach us so much. We've still so much to learn. I'm going to be speaking about forgiveness. Funnily enough, given the line of the Lord's Prayer that speaks about that. And I realise that it's not an easy subject to speak about. And as I, I prepared, I, I'm realising I have lots of work to be done on this. We all do. And I, I never preach from a place of sortedness, if that's a word. But a place of let's, let's go for this together, church, Inverness Vineyard Church. Let's journey this together as family. But I believe that for us, for you and for me, to be all that the, the Lord intends, for us to walk free, to walk full of his presence, not to be bound, forgiveness is a habit that we must explore, that we must revisit, that we must unearth, that we must place into Jesus's hands. Yes, I got a text. I'm not going to look at it. We must place it into his hands. in our pasts, in our relationships, in our friendships, in our marriages. It's key to seeing God move in our lives. And it's one of the biggest ploys of the enemy in limiting us. And in that, we camp up and we lose joy. And I know from a lot of what we've journeyed with folk and heard from people that pay the pain and the, the hurt that, that you've went through, and going through and that this subject is a journey, that this will be a journey. This will be a process and that is okay. What I want to urge us gently is to adjust our posture towards this, to turn to Jesus, to welcome him into the situation, into the relationship, into the circumstance, into the heart, to choose this morning a posture of surrender to him. He is so sensitive. He is so loving and he is so kind. He is so, so kind. And he won't barge in. And uh, it's my prayer this morning that we would let him in afresh. So I'm going to pray a very short prayer. And we're going to do that together if you're watching with us. I want to pray, come Holy Spirit. And for a lot of us, this has robbed us. Unforgiveness has cemented us into a place of bitterness, 
Holy Spirit, it's restricted our movement, it's stifled our dreams, it's suffocated our voice, it's crushed our identity, it's silenced our longings. It's meant our lives have taken a different route. It's not how we planned. And some of us are hurting this morning, Lord. For some of us, we have made do out of fear and out of pain. And we've accepted this. And Holy Spirit, we've, we've walked this well-trodden road. We want to pray newness this morning. I want to pray no more this morning that we would posture and position ourselves towards you, Jesus. And that the Lord wants to welcome us. You want to welcome us into a fresh place, place of healing and to perform heart surgery this morning. So I want to pray, come in your kindness, Lord, and reach into those places in our hearts this morning. Thank you that uh, in Romans 12, 15, it speaks about you being a God who rejoices when we rejoice and you mourn when we mourn. You know exactly where we're at. You don't desert us in the desert places, Lord. You show up, you remind us, and we pray that now. Amen. Amen. So a couple of short things I want to explore this morning. Reminders to stir us and to perhaps release us from the bondage of harboured ill feelings and unforgiveness and how that can have a hold on us. The Lord says this is how we should pray and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. The New Living Translation says forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. I want to look very quickly at the story of Joseph in the Bible. We don't have time to look at this in great detail. We could do a whole series on forgiveness but we're going to do a quick run through, a whistle stop tour. So we read about Joseph in the book of Genesis. Joseph was the 11th son of a man called Jacob. In Genesis 20, oh, I've lost my voice there, that went a bit weird, didn't it? In Genesis 20, kind of aged 50 years. In Genesis 27 verse 30, it tells us that Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he had been born to him in old age and he had made a robe for him. And if there's 11 brothers, 10 of those brothers, they got a bit jealous of this. And this led to resentment. And isn't that true that often what starts as a small, uh, something small left unattended can grow unhealthily. In Genesis 37 verse 4, it says, When his brothers saw that his father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peacefully to him. So the brothers' resentment grew to the point that they wanted to kill him in the wilderness. They wanted to get rid of him. One of the brothers, Reuben, he objected to this and uh, suggested they throw, threw him into a cistern and just left him and because uh, he was going to plan to come back and rescue him. But when he returned, some merchants found him and uh, they sold him into slavery. And, and to fast forward the story, the brothers uh, tell the father that he was torn up by animals. They give him a, a coat to prove it. Joseph miraculously finds his way uh, to Egypt and under great favour from Pharaoh who was ruling uh, Egypt at that time. And then he meets his brothers. His brothers come to buy grain in Egypt and there's this encounter. I want you just to imagine that for a moment. You just imagine the, the rage, the contempt and the physical torment that these brothers inflicted upon Joseph. We read of the brothers being jealous of uh, the favour he had, of being able to interpret dreams, uh, to have prominence, 
And there's an opening warning for us before the forgiveness stuff that's important that I want to share, to keep short accounts and to guard our hearts. When it comes to the brothers, it could have been very different if the brothers had kept short accounts. Let me just go through some of these verses. In chapter 37, verse 4, they hated him. They couldn't be kind. In verse 5, so the very next verse, they hated him all the more. In verse 8, they hated him all the more. In verse 11, the brothers grew jealous. Verse 18, they plotted to kill him. We see a rapid acceleration of emotions and hate and poison which fill the hearts of his brothers. You can imagine it starting off really small and growing and festering and this jealousy manifesting. It, they're, they're feeding each other up. And then it's, uh, it's, came, it's accumulated in a plot to kill him. We must guard our hearts and keep short accounts. Because if we don't, unhealthy stuff will grow. There's no doubt about it. It will grow. The weeds will drown out the voice of God. The weeds will become the prominent feature where we live our lives, where we draw from, where we uh, live our days. Our thought patterns will second guess people, people's motives. Our hearts will become hardened. We imagine scenarios and reasoning behind people's actions. And before you know it, there's a hurtful action or decision inflicted upon them that has made, uh, that's resulted in really awful consequences. So I want to ask on a practical level, who's speaking into the matters of our soul? Who is around us that we can be honest with? And I mean like really honest before it's too late. If you don't have anyone, I want to urge you to get someone. Speak to us. We can help with sorting that. Join a small group. Find somebody to be accountable with. Do not mess about with that. Don't wait and don't make do. So we fast forward. Joseph is now with Pharaoh, doing well. He meets his brothers who come to buy grain. We have an encounter moment, 22 years on. And the point on this with forgiveness that I want to share is that it's never too late. It's never too late. The moment hasn't passed. I have been rereading a book called What's So Amazing About Grace? And I encourage you to get it. It's uh, by Philip Yancey. It's a classic and loads of great stories. It's 21p secondhand. 21p. You might actually find that if you put your hand down the side of the couch. You can get that secondhand on Amazon for 21p. But there's a part of this book that says this. In a memoir, The Liars Club, Mary Kay tells of a Texas uncle who remained married to his wife but did not speak to her for 40 years over a fight about how much money she spent on sugar. That is it's not a joke. He then sawed their house in half, sawed up the raw sides and lived out the rest of their lives in separation. Yancey says this, we forgive not merely to fulfil some higher law of morality, we do it for ourselves. 40 years. For some of us, there is some significant hurt after some desperately sad moments. And there's a journey. For some of us, it's a sugar moment. That each party was too proud to step forward first. Forgiveness offers a way out. 
It doesn't settle questions of blame and of fairness, but it allows newness to come. It allows freedom to come. And I think the Lord longs for us to journey to that place rather than to camp up, to be the 40 years over sugar. Not to be carriers of bitterness into our futures, but to carry hope, to be hope carriers into tomorrow. And it's a reflection of Jesus, of his love, not to get even. Joseph is in a position of power. He could have them suffer very quickly, at the click of a finger. He could have them banished with one word. He could do anything he wants. He recognised them right away when they came in. And he forgave. 22 years, he forgave. It's radical, it's powerful, and it's counter-cultural. God could have got even. He could have inflicted great pain on his people, on us, a people who didn't keep short accounts, a people who didn't guard their hearts, a people again and again and again who turned their backs on him and thought, I'm going to try and do it myself. It's better this way. But he sent Jesus for us. Jesus even himself says, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Forgiveness isn't easy. But as people of Jesus, we are called onto that journey and onto that step because he, God, first forgave us. I don't have all the answers. And I know it's a tough road for many of us. But can I urge us as a church family to all examine our hearts afresh? And to be open to God's spirit, his promptings, his nudges, what he's highlighting, his whispers, his promptings. I've said promptings already. It's not our way to carry that anymore. It's not our responsibility to carry that. It's not God's intention for us to carry that. We're going to watch a, a very short video to close and it's a, a short video which constantly, I'm always undone watching this video. It's from last October and it's a man called Brant John. He's in court speaking to a lady called Amber Ge Geiger who murdered his brother and has just been sentenced to 10 years in prison. Let's watch this video together. For myself, I, I forgive you. And I know if you go to God and ask him, he will forgive you. And I don't think anyone could say it. Again, I'm speaking for myself, not even bad for my family. But I love you just like anyone else. And I'm not gonna say I hope you rot and die just like my brother did, but I see I I personally want the best for you. And I, I wasn't gonna ever say this in front of my family or anyone, but I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best for you. Because I know that's what that's exactly what both of them would want you to do. 
and the best would be give your life to Christ. I'm not gonna say anything else. I think giving your life to Christ would be the best thing that both of them would want you to do. Again, I love you as a person. And I don't wish anything bad on you. I don't know if this is possible, but can, can I give her a hug, please? Please? Yes. attorney who was dealing with that case, 37 years experience in the job, said I'd never seen anything like it. Jesus teaches us, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. What road is Jesus inviting us on this week to journey with him? His hand is held out and he is so, so kind to us. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Come, Holy Spirit.